Hello, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and you can check out the website at punkrockdemo.com. And today we're here at the Galaxy Theater with Linval from the specials. Hello. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. Greetings. So tell us a little bit about how the special started. Well, the special started with Jerry Dammers, the keyboard player, the absolute genius of the, the band. He was the guy who got it together. I was a first member. Then Oris, three, uh, us three get the music together. Then later on, we had Terry. Then um, Ruddy was in another band, and we sort of steal him from the other band because he, he looked better in our band anyway. Um, never was the roadie with us when we were on the road. And um, Brad, the drummer, wasn't with us to start. We had another drummer, Silverton. After we went to, we did the Clashes tour, the Unparole tour, and then went off to France. And then Silverton got back and he just called us a bunch of bleep, 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 and walked and left the band. We, we had the studio booked to go and do our first single, which the first thing was meant to be Nightclub. And obviously, short notice, a new drummer. We couldn't get it, we didn't get it right. So we had this one song, which was about us being in France, gangster, because we had a rough time in France. I, I, I got, um, these guys took my guitar away from me in the hotel. We had a big fight in the hotel. Place, the windows got smashed down and we got thrown out. Um, all because of another band called The Dam, the punk band called The Dam, stayed there before we stayed there. They smashed the place up. The, 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 the lady who owned the hotel said, you guys are from England. We said, yeah, we're from England. We're here to drink beer and eat French bread and everything. You must pay for the damage for the next band. So that's what happened. So they took the guitar off us and we got a big fight. So that's where Gangster come into it. We wrote that song Gangster because the club was owned by gangsters. So is this in the UK or? That was in France. Paris. France? Yep. We, that's, 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 we all that come together in France. What year was this? That was um, the beginning of 1979. Was that? The first single was released in 1979. Was that when the band formed? No, the band was formed probably about two years before. So in 68? Yes. But we, we, we didn't go to France until 1979. Oh, that's right. Because we, we, we had, um, in Coventry, we, was like, you know, we just play around locally. Um, all the bands that come to Coventry, we get to, all the punk bands, we get to be the opening band for them. But we, we went to London, me and Jeremy, and we, we pleaded with the, the Clash, can we go down your tour, you know? And the Unparole tour, those guys were so kind. I mean, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have been here. The Clash actually gave us the break, you know, because normally in those days, right, usually you end up having um, a opening band, um, having the, the, uh, a record company pay for those bands to get on a tour, because it's big exposure. We didn't have a record deal or nothing, so we pleaded, and, you know, Joe Strummer, God bless him, you know, he gave us a break. Did you guys have any money when you guys started the band? No, we had no money. We were all unemployed, you know. You know, we, none of us wasn't working. We were just totally unemployed. You know, we just we were living off, um, off, um, uh, literally off the government basically, because we we were signing on and getting sort of um, uh, um, enough money just to keep us from week to, day to day basically. So, how many records has the specials written? We've done how many albums we've we've written? We've done probably about three albums. But there's lots of singles, you know, the singles, you know, the first single um, was Gangster, the second was A Message to You, then, you know, um, um, uh, what's the next one after that? That could have been um, A Little Rich Girl, a Rat Race, something like that, and Stereotype, you know, then Do Nothing, which is you know, quite, you know, the last record we did, which was which was Ghost Town, we, 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 that was our biggest selling record, and um, we walked out of the band after that. The band broke up after... We, we broke up at the top. So what happened with the specials when it broke up? Well, it's a, it's a long story, you know? It's something that we don't really talk much about. You know, we like to talk about the, 
the inspiration behind the band, the music, the the lyrics of the song, what it stood for. You know, songs like "It Doesn't Make It All Right," which is because we're a multiracial band. So pulling all different nationals together was the band's key, and I think that's that's far more important than, than talking about you know the trivial things that happen behind the scene. You know, the important thing is, is is to be able to be positive, and that's a positive part of the band. You know, we I know like before you, you get like sort of some journalists want to know what the dirt, you know, but that's not important. The important thing is that we unite people through our music. We got black, white, Indian, Chinese, Jamaican, wh- whatever it is, we got them all together, and that was the to me that that's far more important. You know. So was was the specials behind, or was the message behind the specials something to do with the non-racial things? Oh, that's what the, the song goes. Not because you're a black boy, not because you're a white. It doesn't mean you have to hate him. It doesn't mean you have to fight. It doesn't make it all right. You can't more togetherness than that. Uh, the song, a message to you, Rudy. What is that song about? It's about gangster, basically. You know, guys who, because if you listen to the words, stop your messing around. You know, better think of your future. Time you straighten right out. Creating problems in town. A message to you, Rudy. Otherwise, you're going to end up in jail. So it's everything with this was absolutely positive. We're talking to kids. We've done like um, Too Much Too Young, which is our first number one record. You've done too much, much too young. You're married with a baby. But really, you should be out there having fun. You're only 15 years of age. Those records live on forever because it's still happening today. Yeah, the message to you, Rudy, is like one of my favorite songs. I never understood what that meant until now. Yes, so. it is all about telling all the kids who get into gangs and gang warfare and killing each other, you're just going to end up in jail. So just stop your messing around, you know? Better think of your future, otherwise you'll wind up in jail. So it's always a positive message in the special songs. Okay, let's take a listen to a message to you, Rudy, and we'll be back in a sec. Time is 
Hello, we're back, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're at the Galaxy Theater with Lynn Vol from the specials. So I was reading on your website that you had new unreleased demos. Can you tell us a little bit about why you're releasing them now? We're not releasing those those demos. They were like something that um, I wrote and did when we, um, um, when we had time off from the band. And it was something, you know, like 96 Tears, you know, is, is a song we covered, me and Terry. We just, we just went in the studio and we just messed about and the original version of why, you know, why did you try to hurt me? Because I got stabbed, I got beaten up by, by racists, right? So all I ask is, why did you try to hurt me? Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. Do you really want to kill me? Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. I know that I'm black. You know that you're white. I'm proud of my black skin. You're proud of your white skin. So why do you try to hurt me? I never want to hurt anybody because of the color of their skin or the religion, or the religion, religion, religious belief. That's not what it's about. It's togetherness. What freedom for everybody to live together, unite, you know? So were a lot of the lyrics that you came up with based on what happened to you? All, all songs that I write is exactly what I go through in my life, you know? You know, um, do nothing is about being unemployed. I didn't have a job, so I wrote about it. Were you able to find a job back then? I did find a job, the best job, with a special spreading the words. That's the best job anyone could ever had. I've been lucky. That's a be- Being in a band and being able to travel the world, I mean, that's the best job, you know, and be able to... Um, the one, be able to get on the, on, on, the, on the stage and speak on behalf of others who haven't got the voice to shout. That's the best job. You, were, you know, we, we, we talk, we, we, whatever the, 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 the kids out there who haven't got the opportunity to get on the stage and shout about right, we do that for them. We're their mouthpiece. So how was it like touring with bands like The Clash or like The Damned? The Clash was absolutely amazing. They were the best band I've ever you know, it was, they were just like Mick and Joe and Topper. They were just a brilliant bunch of guys. Every night, we learned a lot from that band. Because when we, I remember, like as Bernie Rhodes, the manager who managed Clash, was managing the specials. But we, 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 just, we didn't get on, so we left London and went back to Coventry. But we remember everything that Bernie Rhodes said to us. Bernie Rhodes said to us, well, you guys aren't fucking ready for this yet. And we was like, what are you, what are you talking about? We're ready. You, we, we're doing sold out shows. Said, no, it's that easy one who sent us to France to get our act together. Because we were doing one punk song, one reggae song, one soul song. It wasn't together. Bernie said, you guys are not together. And we went after France, come back, went, bam, gangster. If you listen to the, the, the start of Gangster, it goes, Bernie Rose knows don't argue. That's the start of the song. That's the intro of the song. Bernie Rose knows don't argue. Boom, boom. That's it. So we did pay tribute to the guy who literally tell us that we should go and, you know, because I mean, obviously, like, the clothes and the two-tone stuff, clothes and the tonic, we, we didn't get all that together yet. We were just looking at a big shamble. But as soon as we get back from France, we got all the clothes together, we find these um, these um, vintage shop, we find these clothes and all that. I remember what Bernie Rose said to us, when you go to a club, you look around, you find one guy who doesn't look like everybody else, and you take that idea. There's one sort of mad guy in the crowd with that. There is. That's our, that's our style from the one. We took the idea. So were you born in England or were you born in the United States? I was born in Jamaica. How did you end up in England or how did you end up here? Well, after, um, this is going back in history, right? My, when, when after the, after the, um, the last world war when England got really bummed and, you know, they had to rebuild. Just was just like, well, they have, they'll have to rebuild Iraq and countries like that, which is quite sad the way, they, the way, the way things work. You go and smash the country and then you rebuild it and kill millions of people. It don't make any sense to me. But... Anyway, my parents, this, um, Sir Winston Churchill called to the Commonwealth country, come to the motherland and rebuild this beautiful country of ours. So obviously there's lots of work. There wasn't many, much work in Jamaica, a small island. So 
everyone went off to England, my parents went to England, so we end up in, end up in England. So was there any reason why you picked uh, ska to be the type of music you played and not some other type? Well, if you listen to the special music, right, it's such a mixture of music. Everyone say you're a ska band, right? But you listen to music, we're just a, a very clever musical band. We put all these different rhythms together, and I'm, I, I, I'm more easy to describe the music as two-tone, a blend of different styles of music. Because, you know, um, it was easy for the record company to, 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 to market us as a ska band. But you listen to, like, International Jet Set, Stereotype, um, you know, um, all those other songs. Right? They're so different, but we, we make it all work. So you guys don't classify yourselves as a ska band, but the media does. The media does. We're just a good music. We're just a wonderful musical band. We'll be able to blend jazz and reggae and ska and also different rhythm and make one sound. So what were your influences? My favorite songwriter and um, guitar, uh, well, my favorite guitar player is Steve Crapper, who plays on, if guys who don't know Steve Crapper, too young to know who Steve Crapper is, he's the guy who played on like all the Otis Redden songs. If you don't know who the Otis Redden is, is a stack, you know, um, he played on all those songs, a brilliant guitar player. My favorite songwriter has got to be Curtis Mayfield, who, who's no longer, he's, he's, he died now, brilliant songwriter. So, you know, um, I, um, I listened to Scar when I was like, four or five years of age in Jamaica when I was growing up, you know, uh, which is like Prince Buster, Derek Morgan, you know, all those guys. That's why I listen to. But I uh, happen to be able to listen to like the soul music and um, be able to take a bit of both and put it together. So you grew up with ska and, and soul music, soul, RM, um, mostly stacks and a lot of Tamla Motown. So that's what influenced the specials into creating a sort of like a ska. Mm, no, that's what inf if the specials got seven different individual guys together from t all different backgrounds. You got Roddy, who's more for a rockabilly punk sort of guitar player, right, you know? You've got Jerry, who's um, sort of classically trained. You got um, Oris, who's into jazz funk. When you put all those musicians together, you make a sound, a joyful sound, which that's what we, we did. So it's not like say everybody was influenced by the same thing, otherwise it wouldn't work. I think people don't understand how this, uh, if you listen to the special, you hear all these different influences musically. The reason why it worked, we didn't go and look for, well, we've got to find a ska bass player or a ska drummer. No. I'm the one with a ska reggae background. I brought that to the table. Roddy brought uh, the rockabilly um, punk to the table. Horace brought um, the jazz funk to the table. Um, Jerry brought the more classical to the table. And Brad was like a, is a northern soul drummer. How did you find all these people to form the specials well jerry was in a in a band called um uh, the raking soul band and when he left i joined that band because jerry wanted to form his own band and he used to play with another band called they, they, they were like sort of on this sort of um it's a girl named sissy stone band um but he's always you know he's been writing songs since he was like 15 years of age i mean the guy wrote like um too much too young when he was like 15 you know i mean that's a genius to be able to talk about You've done too much, much too young. You're married with a baby, but you should be having fun. He's only 15 when he wrote that, you know. Um, um, so Jerry decided there's a there's a bar in in Coventry that we, we play at every Sunday night. With I was playing this band called Raking Soul Band, and Jerry looked at me and he said, "Do you you, you fancy coming down to my house and um, you know, I got a few songs. You know, you, could you come and play because you wanted the reggae scar rhythm on it, you know." I said, "Yeah, come down," and that's how the whole thing started. What are you doing here tonight? Well, Dave kindly asked me. I've been, um, I've been sort of um, living in Seattle, and um, I took like um, I've got a little boy who's seven. He's coming here tonight, and I decided to be the modern guy, 
very modern, the stay at home, stay, stay at home dad, and do all the diaper and, and all the potty training, which has been absolutely amazing, wonderful. So I've done all that for seven, for, for seven years. He's at school now. And Dave just timed it right. Dave rang me up and said, what are you doing this summer? I said, well, you know, I'm, you know, just, just playing golf, fishing. You know, because in Seattle, we go fishing for salmon and all that. You know, so it's good fun. And I said, why don't you come out and do some shows with me? I thought, oh my, I haven't done this for like nine years, man. What do you think? I can't do it, you know? I said, come on out, you know? So he emailed me all the songs and I learned the songs, come down, I've run through. That's why, and it's been, it's, it's been a wonderful, it, I, I, I get on that stage, I cannot believe when I look at the crowd, I'm going, we released our first record 26 years ago and these kids are like 17, 18 year old kids. I'm going, how did you find out about this band? You know? This kid come to me, I'm going, because I just, I haven't done it for so long, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is weird. I was so nervous for the first night, I just couldn't be, I was like shaking like a leaf, you know? But the kids in the crowd, they give me such a big lift. And I went on, and Dave said, we've got um, from the specials, Linval Golden. And I just, oh my God, I nearly collapsed. I just didn't expect such a, a warm, you know, response from the crowd. Because I thought, they don't know who the hell I am, you know? I was really surprised. But then again, we live in the, in the age of internet. So kids can do their research and they find out about us. And I, especially when our song really touched a certain age group, you know? Then it's, you know, and I'm glad that, um, you, you know, um, you got 16, 17 year old kids relate to our music and talk to me about the music, you know? I can tell them what the, music, what the song's about and, 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 and explain why we wrote these songs and how important it is not to, not to go and get in, into, into drugs and stuff like that because we just, we, we, there's so much message within the special music. It's happiness, it's, it's like, happy, but when you listen to it, you listen to the words, you know, um, like sort of a nightclub, I won't dance, you know, club like this or the girls are slugs and the beer tastes just like piss you know you listen to it carefully we're saying things that we say when we're in the club you go to a club and you think oh my god the beer really awful in here and look at the girls they're not attractive really that's what we say in the music we just go straight to it so what's the difference between the shows today and the shows that you had back then the show today is just as energetic as it was you know um the kids as i said like the kids when we when we start doing like some of the song i, I do like three special songs in the set right you know Amazing. I'm going, how the hell do these kids know the song? They're singing all the words. And I'm going, well, you know something? If you do something good and it touch one, one, one generation of, mu of, of, of music fan, right? It'll go on. And because our songs never dated, because as I said to you before, kids are still having kids today. A 15-year-old is still having kids at school. And you say, well, God, you know, so this song still stand up today. So has anything whack ever happened at any of the shows that you've done? Oh, there's always crazy things. There's state in the early days we used to have stage invasion where there's time when we play, and we walk up the stage and there's a photograph and they go, Can you spot the specials? you know? It was packed with people. But we, we uh, them days we control the crowd, you know. So there it was alright. I mean we had lots of problem from security you want to throw them off. We says, No, don't worry about it. We control them you know, we do like sort of um um you're wondering now, you know the last song, you know, you're wondering now what to do, now you know this is the end. We got everybody sat down because they listen to us, you know. And the security couldn't understand how we could control a crowd like that, you know? But, you know, our, 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 it's like the special was, there wasn't like sort of, um, there is a group and there's the audience. We're all one. We don't travel around in limousine or stuff like that. We don't, we don't believe in stuff like that. We believe in being part of the, of the whole, of, of, uh, it's like, it's like our, our, everyone is our friend. And that's why when they get on stage, we never throw them off. Because, we're, we're, you know, we're all one. Have you ever ran into any incidents of racism during a show? Of course, of course, you know, but it's, you know, the couple of times in England that we run into racism, right? We don't, we, I don't think it's even right to even highlight those things, you know, because it's such, it's so small. I, I'd rather um, talk about the, the good part of things. It's not like a couple of times in England where we got like racist skinhead. The vast majority of skin is absolutely wonderful. 
great. We even got skinned throughout skinned because of the racist chant, you know? I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that, you know? Uh, so do you guys have a website? We've got one. It's, it's unofficial. It's not the proper website, you know, which we're going to... The one that you see there is just it's not the right website, you know? Um, I think we're going to create something which is going to be more true to what the ban is. This one is just like, it's not the right, right one, you know? But it's still informed people, but it's not the true website, you know? So it's not run by you guys, it's run by fans? It's mostly run by fans, yeah. Mm. Well, that's cool. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? You, you know, it's just as I said, uh, we were talking earlier on where I just bought the Uncut magazine and it is a first first article on the special, which is so true. I remember there's like bits where like um, Elvis, Elvis Costello produced our first record and we're in the studio and we're having such a blast. And I remember because Elvis was famous, so he couldn't go to the bar. We go to the pub, we get drunk, we come back in. That, that record was make and being drunk. It's crazy. Like today I'm going to the kids, well, you must not drink, you know. That doesn't work. I did that when I was younger as well. So I always have to remember, these kids are young and they'll have to go through these things. But it's just a bit, say to them, be careful. Please get home safe. We don't want no accident, no one getting hurt. Just get home safe, you know. But um, there's lots of things that happened during like, the making of that record. It was amazing. We went in there and we just nailed it within like three weeks, you know. I mean, nowadays you take, you get bands like, take like, I mean, there's something I don't, I don't want to talk about yet because it's too early. But, we, you know, there's certain things that we've been working on and it's, 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 it's been um, working on for the last two years, you know. I do not know when this is going to see the light of day, you know. But, we, you know, a couple of us are working on some stuff, you know. So we should be expecting something from the special soon, right? It, it, I don't think it's going to be the special. It's going to be specials member. Um, so far, it's me and Jerry always been experimenting i go back to london quite often i'm going back to london in um in october i've also got a project there's a record um release on the 18th of september which i played on both tracks which is a um, a friend of mine called palmer international and it's out in trojan and it's with um dennis al capone it's all on those old dj guy and um i forget what the other guy's called but you know I, i'm going back to england to promote that you know and i, I will i every time i go back to england i meet up with jerry and we you know, we just write together and we do things, you know, but I hope we, hopefully someday we'll see the result of that. There's one other thing I'd like to say, right? There's a song and the the special AKA album, which is called War Crimes, right? You know, and um, that was written like 20 years ago, right? The lyrics of the songs, um, guns and bums to settle argument, the order of the day. Can't you hear them crying in the rebel of Be in the rubble of Beirut? We're back there 20 years later doing the same thing. We, Jerry wrote that song 20 years ago called War Crimes. And it's a shame that right now, that's why the thing that really inspired like us to get back to, well, me and Jerry to get back together really, is that the only other band that's actually touching anything political that's happening in the world, right, is Green Day. I think it's a fantastic band. I haven't listened to, um, what's that? That's Crosby, Stills and Nash. What's, what's the guy's name? What's the, he's got an album out, um... Um, Crasby Stills Nash Young Is that, but I haven't heard that album right but uh, you might think it's really funny but one of my favorite songs right you're going to say oh, what are you doing you know it's quite well I'm not embarrassed to say that I love this song right it's the Dixie Chick song because it touched a subject and I just said fair play you girl they were in London and because of what she said right her opinion right which is this country she, she, vice your opinion it's a free, freedom of speech and yes, still, when she advised her opinion, right, what did America did? They want to burn all the records and do all those things. I thought, hold on a minute. This is freedom. This is a country of free speech. Why you, they, they, she, 
girl, she said what she, you know, and I, I thought that record was absolutely fantastic. It sh that, that song should be song of the year because it taught the truth and she said it exactly how she felt. I thought, fair playing your girl, respect to her. Really respect her lap, you know? And that's what, part of the reason why me and Jerry got back together and started working. Because we got to write about all these dreadful things happening in the world and we're not scared to write about these things because that's what we do. You know, that's why like bands like Clash and all the band, we respect those guys, you know? You go back like Bob Dylan, you know? Who touched me, you know? John Lennon who, you know, all we are saying, give peace a chance. That's all we want to say. Nobody's saying, nobody seems to be picking up on that today. People tend to be quite happy to support destruction in, in, in Beirut, you know? And destruction in, in um, you know, because to me, right, it doesn't matter what. Two wrong doesn't make it right. If a Israeli die, it's tragic, right? If a Palestinian or, or, or any one of them die, right, it's tragic. I don't, I, you know, I don't, draw, I, I don't join a side. My only side is people don't kill each other. Please try and live good. You know, we only got one life. Try and move together. Don't kill each other. You know, let's try and break down this hatred between us and try and live together, you know? And I think, I, I mean, it's a shame that, um, you know, progress have made in that way. Because you think there's a, well, what are they doing? They start a war. They kill each other. Then they spend, as this one guy said, the best way to create employment is to start a war. So innocent people have to die to create wealth for the Alliburton and people like that, you know? Isn't it sad? Yes, it is. And that's a great message to tell people. Yeah. But unfortunately, not many people listen. So that's why a band like me and you know, us and Jerry have to come back together and write songs because we, we have a way of making the song listenable, you know? We do happy songs, but lyrics are like, bang. And by the time the kids start realizing they're singing the song, they go, but it is true what he just said, you know? That's, that's the way it is, you know? You, we, I watched kids every night years ago singing It Doesn't Make It Alright, you know? And I watched kids going, not because you're a black boy, not because you're a white. It doesn't mean you have to hate him. It doesn't mean you have to fight. It doesn't make it alright. You get them singing it and going with that chant, right? They say, but it is 20. We're just one. You, you, you know, you close your eyes, right? Home you are, and, 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 and I'm talking right. Only the accent you can tell, well, I've met white Jamaican. You couldn't tell that, you know, he's got a really strong accent, right? So you couldn't tell the color of his skin by the way he talk. So that's what, we just want a world where there's no, there's no color involved. Just people getting on. That's very, very important. And that is like, that, you know, that is the, I, I, that's why I've got to say like, I love Green Day. Because they got out there and they says it straight up there and I just respect them for that, you know. One of the, my favorite band. Because of their message, they, they, you know, they weren't af afraid to say these things, you know. And I respect them a lot. Yeah, it's a good thing that music is so influential. So we can just change the world a little bit at a time with the song, right? We can, you know, we, we, you know, we can get to because don't we? We're dealing with the, like the next generation. We got to talk to the next generation because they're the one that's gonna, you know, the kids who are like, um, like now in England we've got like sort of um, some of our songs are using commercials, right? Those people who are working behind the scene, you know, they were fourteen, fifteen at the time. They're the one that's using our music, selling um, Ford cars and PT cruisers and all those things, you know. But right, as long as it's been played. It's getting to the 15 year olds, you know, they, they, they watch those, those commercials. They go and find out, what, who's, this, who's this band, you know, I've, I've heard it. They do their research and they find out about us. So it's still working and that's, it's wonderful, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that you like the Dixie Chicks earlier because one of my favorite songs is Goodbye Earl from the Dixie Chicks. So. <laughs> oh, thank you, you got good too. But I just, I'm a big fan of theirs and I, when that album come on, I rushed out and I bought the album because of that song. You know, and because that girl didn't, she didn't hold back, she goes, you know, I'm still mad as hell, you know. And I think, you know, that's a wonderful song. And I, I just thought, I think America should, should stand up and embrace that, that band because they stood up and they, they, they speak on behalf of 
what they're doing is giving everyone the, the, uh, uh, um, the freedom that's been taken away from them now. Because don't get with all this homeland security and everything going on, we're losing our freedom every day, right? It's like if you you know if you can't say things, you're unpatriotic if you don't if you don't follow this guideline. You know, that's not what America is about. It's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And what's what sucks is like for example the Dixie Chicks. Pe- people are afraid to say that they like the Dixie Chicks because of the way they look or something like that and it's unfortunate but as long as they have a good message in my opinion i think that it's worth saying that oh this is a good band like for example I mean, green day or whatever you know i mean i just i find them girls very attractive them the people are years they must be blind they kind of the girls are very attractive but the the, the the sentiment in their music and the statement that they make is the most pretty is the most beautiful thing the music because the music is beautiful what they do you know uh, you were talking about this magazine earlier before we started the interview. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why you brought that magazine out? It's it's the magazine which is called Uncut Magazine, and I think the magazine is about the how much it's about the debut album. And um, obviously, they voted the specials first album as one of those albums that's a, uh, sort of a special um, uh, one of those that stand out as a debut album. So where's where's the article? It's in here somewhere. So you were featured in this Uncut magazine? It's Uncut magazine, and it's, it's, the, uh, it's the August um, edition of Uncut. And it's got, um, it's got people like Bob Dylan and all these people who've who done wonderful music. Um, What's this magazine about? It's, it's, it's a British magazine, and it's, um, it's got um, New Orleans Classic Free... Uh, t- uh, 21 um, albums review it's about you know it's, it's about like classical it's, it's mean as it, 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 you would never get like um, bands like say um, like um, so it's like a band magazine type it's, it's, deal it's a band magazine you wouldn't get like sort of if, if you're into um, uh, what's those girl, girl power band from England what's it called again them girls you wouldn't get those sort of artists in this band in, in, in this magazine because it, it's more really serious music it's not, it's not your, your sort of bubblegum music you know it's not like Britney Spears no, type music. No, she, she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be present. She wouldn't be. She wouldn't, you know, you know, you got like um, you look at all all the artists there. You know, you got like um, the Who. You got um, Jimi Hendrix. You got um, what's the The Doors. You got um, all these Mick Jagger. You got all these. You know, it's all about music that, that that's made and not, not bubblegum. You know, it's not like the Spice Girl. That's the band I'm trying to look for. They wouldn't be featured in in, in magazine like this because music with meaning is what you're saying. It's, it's music that's got something. You know, you got like um. Um, the the pretenders, you know. Um, there's a who there. You got um, there's a special. So he's got the 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 hundred greatest debut debut albums, you know. So we're in that bracket as as one of the the best debut album, the the top hundred album of all time. Oh, that's amazing. This magazine, yeah. Mm. So you know, it's just um, and it, it's, it's a great article. It's, it's the first article that I've read that really says everything about this special, which is absolutely spot on. You know, it's a really really good article. Like all the the rundown, the Rolling Stones at number fifty, and Pink Floyd, the Birds, Ramones, the Who, Led Zeppelin, Joy Division, Roxy Music, the Stooges, the Band, Stone Roses, Jimi Hendrix, Television. You just go right through the the best album that ever released, the best debut album of all time. So it's a really, I'm not, I, I feel proud that after twenty five years, twenty six years, we're in magazine like this. I think it's incredible. It is incredible. Can people find this magazine in the U.S.? Yeah, I bought it here. It's it's, it's in it's in the shops here. I actually I bought it in um down by Melrose. There's a big music um uh, that sells a lot of British newspapers and stuff like that, and that's where I bought it. It's it's it's, it's a bit pricey. It's eight dollars ninety nine. It's a pretty big pretty big magazine. Yeah. So, but it's a magazine that influenced all of us, you know. 
Yeah, it's a magazine that, that actually, um, um, if, if you want to be inspired, you know, you got like um, um, Radiohead and all the people who make music that last forever are in this magazine. Well, thanks for the interview. Oh, thank you very much. Nice, nice talking to you. And, and all the people out there, big up and um, keep listening to good music, you know, and listen to the station. Don't forget, this is your punk rock demonstration coming to you right now. Listen to the word of the man and coming with wisdom and knowledge, right? Punk rock radio. Respect. Respect, man. Okay, thanks a lot.